Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Waiting for it. This is the beat bop song. Yeah, I don't know if I can get jiggy with this right here. Keith McPherson on the fan waiting for like. Is that it? That's the whole beat? Always trying to fast forward it. Alright, I guess you had to be there a little bit before my time. Um a little Ramel Z and K-Rob on the fan. I forget the caller that suggested that we look that up. We did it. I don't know if that hits. That is I try. from... It was released 2001. 2001, I think I was in the fifth grade. No, this is 1983. No, in, oh, it's 2001. I was in middle school. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm looking on the internet, and it says 80, uh, 2001. And, yeah, it sounds like it was 80. It, it, in 2001, we had better beats than that. Yeah, no, that missed the mark. I'm sorry, guys. We tried. You know, fans suggested we look it up. Figured we'd come back to the show with it. Let's get let's get back on the horse. Uh, I got the Devils game on to still scoreless. And, yeah, I'm locked in. I'm watching the Rangers. They are on ABC. If you want to jump on the bandwagon, if you want to get familiar with the New York Rangers, as they're winning the Stanley Cup, it's done. Lock it up. The year will be a failure if they don't win. I disagree, but that's what Evan told you. Uh, something I thought during the break was like, how did you start off this year, Rangers fans? 2024, not the season. The season started uh, pretty well, and that's why you're so high in the standings, and especially with the 10-game winning streak, and the Devils give up their first goal. Lindy Ruff stands there with his arms crossed. Hopefully they're not chanting fire Lindy by the end of this one. Anyway, yeah, this year started off, let's see, lost to the Hurricanes, lost to the Canadians, lost to the Canucks. You started off losing three out of four, lost to the Blues. That's four out of five, lost to the Capitals. Like You started off the season or the year slow. And you could hit another rough patch. This is a great patch, though. Just enjoy it. Just live in the moment. Live in the streak. Focus on this game right now in Philadelphia against the Flyers and uh, try and get that winning streak to 10. 
and hope that everyone stays healthy. Remember, I said the last KM to AM, the theme was health, injuries, and how we just already sign ourselves up for the Stanley Cup as if all of the Rangers are going to stay healthy, right? Hockey is the roughest, toughest sport. That's why I like it. I'm a football player. I grew up playing football my entire life thinking uh, football was a tough guy sport. I've been watching hockey, going to Devils games and watching more hockey now, trying to keep my eye on, on the Rangers. Speaking of rough game, like I said, the Rangers absolutely bullied the Devils a couple nights ago. And why do you think that the whole team is going to stay healthy? Why do you think that the Rangers are going to stay whole for the next two months? 877-337-6666. And now hear me out. Evan Roberts asked me this, and I think I've been on record saying this months ago, before the season got started. The question that gets floated around WFAN offices, newsrooms, sales, studios, who is the next team to win a championship? Who is the next team in New York to have a parade? And I've been on record saying, the Rangers. Still got to get it done. And you don't have to be a fan of the team to realize they're the closest to getting it done, but... I, I based that off of the fact I thought they were going to beat the Lightning a couple years back and go on and win it. Failed there. I'm a Devils fan. Man, the Devils go down 2-0 last year. I'm on paternity leave like, oh, it sucks. At least I don't have to get on the radio and talk about the Devils. And then here come the Devils storming back, and I'm like, man, I wish I had a show tonight. So just go off your own history. Go off of what you know. It's hard to win the Stanley Cup. You need everything to go right. And just because everything is going, going right in um, the late – Weeks in February doesn't mean that that same thing will happen in two months when we get to April. 877-337-6666. Wesley in Brooklyn, you're on the fan. Jake, what's up, man? Uh, Two things. Yeah. Let's talk about the Yankees first, right? I do agree with what you're saying. Let's enjoy the season. Let's enjoy every moment we can have. I mean, last year it was a crapshoot. Everything was unexpected. Great that we got Juan Soto. Great that we got Trent Grisham, Alex Verdugo. Let's just enjoy the season. Just enjoy every moment. And if we can add on to it, great. Yeah. Get to the playoffs. Stop, stop trying to fast forward That's- to the World Series. Stop trying to fast forward to free agency and signing Juan Soto. Enjoy the fact that you have the generational Juan Soto here. You have one of the best players you're ever going to see live playing with one of the best players you're ever going to see live, Judge and Soto. Right? Let's enjoy that. And the Devils get that goal right back. Timo time. Thank you, Timo Meyer. New game in Newark. Now, now we're going to talk about the Rangers. Let's. Listen, me as a Rangers fan, I don't think I've seen, honestly speaking, as far as who I associate myself with, I don't seen anyone talking the CUP talk. Mm -hmm. Okay? I censor it because me as a Rangers fan – I'm tired of seeing 1994. I'm tired of celebrating. How old are you, Wesley, if you don't mind me asking in front of everybody? How old are you? I'm 27. Okay. Okay. I I know enough of that. You weren't alive for that cup, so you definitely don't want to hear about it. But still, it's just like a Yankees fan. Like, would you want to be celebrating 2009, 98, 99, 2000 all over again? No, right? No, it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with right now. So for people saying, hey, it's 2024, feels like 94. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We didn't have iPhones. No, it's very. We didn't have have 4K TVs. We didn't have have cell phones with our tickets to go to the arena and watch the team. We couldn't gamble in our phones. I know. I kind of caught you trying to bait that Rangers fan into talking about Stamping the ticket for the cup when oh, we're in because it's already end being done. Sean Morash already did it. I heard a bunch of Ranger fans call since I haven't been on, and I'm like, this is preposterous. We we never learn here. We literally never learn here in New York. The Mets are going to win the World okay. Series too a couple years ago. The Yankees are going to win it every year. The Jets were going to go win the Super Bowl this year with Aaron Rodgers. We do we do not learn. No, and you know what's another thing that we as New York fans don't learn, and you're going to agree with me on this. Actually, me and you have hung out before in uh, in the bleachers and stuff. We we've talked about this a bit. Okay, I'll see you soon. Let's start with that with that stupid curse chant. We want and then insert that team. Like we need to stop that. Yeah, it's bad. Because every time they chant that, we, we want get Houston. Steamrolled. We get bullied. We want Boston. No, you don't. No, you don't. 
we need to stop it. Yeah, I was in it as a Yankee fan chanting, we want Houston. I was in it as a Nets fan chanting, we want Boston. And what happened both times? Brooms, like, swept, didn't win a game. Stop it. It's arrogance. It's New York, right? We're so thirsty. We, As New Yorkers, we are the greatest city in the world, the greatest fans in the world. We're spoiled with so much professional sports, but we are delusional. We do not live in reality. Like, no one else wants to see us win. And we start thinking we're big and bad and we want these opponents. Well, the players got to go out there and be an extension of us, and a lot of times they fold in the biggest moments, and we're the ones sick about it. Listen, I'm 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 tired of the championship drought. I'm, I'm tired. Me of it. too. I've been I want to see my I want to see my Giants win another because I saw two of them. I want to see the Knicks win one. I'm not one of those Knicks fans that saying we're going to the NBA Finals. Let's just get there. Enjoy the moment. Let's just get there. Same thing with the Rangers, and same thing with the Yankees. Let's just get there. Let's just enjoy everything. And if we get there, great. If they finally get it, great. But let's not cash any checks that we're not going to cash. Well done, Matt. Let's just live in the moment. These, you know, these radio shows, and I say this a lot when I'm on, they're daily. We don't have to project. We don't have to come up with these hypotheticals every day. We don't have to come in with this like, oh, well, no. Live in the moment today. We'll be back tomorrow to do this all over again. Young Matt is out in Westchester. What's up, Matty? You're on the fan. Hey, what's up, Keith? You know, hanging out on a Saturday. Not bad. So I was listening to what you said earlier about uh, how these guys just want to win. You know, I mean, they're making crazy amounts of money here. So what I'm thinking is, you think if the Yankees end up, you know, getting a good run, you know, in the playoffs, maybe winning the World Series, you think Soto will sign a long-term extension? I absolutely think he'll sign a long-term extension, but there will be no discount. There will be no team-friendly deal. There will be no, hey, uh, I really liked it over here with you guys. I'll take uh, $100 million less. Hal Steinbrenner and the New York Yankees are going to have to pay up. They're going to have to match, and if they don't match, like I think the one team, like Steve Cohen, could be $50 million to $100 million more than the Yankees, and I don't think Juan Soto is going to go uh, to the other side of town. But I think the Yankees have to come with it. And they know that. They know that. They have to pay this guy a lot of money to uh, get him to lock in and finish his career here. Yeah, I agree. What if, do you think if the Yankees sign Snell, that's the same case? They're going to play both of them? Or do you think one of them is going to have to go at some I don't, point? I, I've been on record saying I don't think they signed Snell. Uh, I had Brendan Cuddy come on my show, I think, Monday of last week, who wrote the article about the implications, like if you sign Snell to around what he's expecting, whether it's short-term, long-term deal, where you are with the CBT, the collective bargaining tax, and why the Yankees are not going to do that, they're at least going to just go about this spring training and see what they have. And if, if, huge if, if somebody gets hurt, make a move, and it's more likely that they make a move as far as a trade, like they were interested in trading for Corbin Burns, but they weren't going to give up Spencer Jones, who just hit a 470-foot bomb today and is in the plans in case Juan Soto leaves. Like, they're going to try and trade. That's what Cashman does. That's how they got Juan Soto right now. They traded for him. Um, they paid Carlos Rodon last year. So maybe if they didn't pay Carlos Rodon last year, they would have the money and flexibility to pay a Blake Snell. I don't, I don't know. I, if it happens, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to say, okay, they're all, they're all the way in. They're really like, they do not care. Hal Steinbrenner is laughing at the luxury tax. They will pay twice, you know, $40 million for one year of Blake Snell is actually $80 million when when you pay the tax. I don't think they're doing that, though, man. Everybody speculating. I was on air this week, and people were calling in to tell me what the chatter on Yankees Twitter was. I was like, I don't care. Those people don't know. They're like, they are speculating, and they're hoping because Blake Snell's still out there, and he's friends with Aaron Judge, and he has a place in Tampa. He used to play for the Rays. I think the money doesn't make sense for the Yankees, and I don't think Scott Boris is coming down much from his price. We we heard that they put an offer out to him and they retracted that offer. I have no idea where they are now. And I think the Yankees feel good about the five guys in their rotation. I feel good about them. I don't feel great about them, but I feel good on paper if they're all healthy. Yep. Gonna hope that this season is a lot better than last year. That's all we can hope for. I think there's a good chance it will be, Matt. Thanks for the call. 877-337-6666. I, I like to take the opportunity, especially as we walk into a brand new season. I like to take the opportunity to run through some of the names that were playing for your New York Yankees that are not playing for them this year. There were a bunch of bums, journeymen, right? Cashman's scrap heap guys, his bargain bin clearance rat guys that I talk about, guys that didn't belong. 
guys that were invited to spring training <clears throat> but should have never been actually batting fifth and DHing for the Yankees like Willie Calhoun, Franchi Cordero, who was a former Red Sox, and then was in camp with the Baltimore Orioles, and the Baltimore Orioles cut him. And Brian Cashman said, yeah, we'll take him. Why? Why do we see IKF? Why do we see Oswaldo Cabrera? And Oswaldo's still here, but now I'm going through the names of guys we saw in left field. Greg Allen, Billy McKinney. Why do we see all these guys in left field? Oh, that's right, because they didn't do what they were supposed to do in the offseason last year. Could have taken a flyer on Cody Bellinger. Could have tried to make the trade for Brian Reynolds. Couldn't do it. He ends up getting locked up. This time last year, they weren't able to solve the problem in left field that they tried to solve with Joey Gallo, L., Andrew Benintendi, who played for one month, they told us that Aaron Hicks was having a great offseason and he was going to have a bounce-back year. <clears throat> yeah, they told us Oswaldo Cabrera, who is a uh, career infielder, but played a little bit outfield, he's an athlete, switch hitter, that he would be ready to go. So much so they put him in left field on opening day so that we all wouldn't show up and boo Aaron Hicks. They never addressed the issue, so they had a bunch of journeymen and randoms. Jake Bowers... Right? There was a bunch of guys playing for the Yankees last year getting at bats. Ben Rortvet, ben Rortvet shouldn't be in the starting lineup. He's on the team, but he sh we shouldn't see him. Everson Pereira, I know he was young. Late in the year, what did he do? Nothing. He was in left field. He's not going to get in at bat. There's just so many guys that you had to watch last year that are not going to be out there this year. So when I hear Yankees fans say, well, hopefully this year is better than last year, I think there's a 100% chance. Lou is out in Astoria. What's up, Lou? You're on the fan. Hey, how you doing, Keith? Good, hanging out. Thanks how's for it, How's it going? Everything Great. all right? Yeah, yeah, watching the Devils. About to get this Rangers game on uh, on my MacBook. I got it. Yep, I got it. All right, very uncomfortable subject anyway. I mean, if you were Seth Soto, and you had the opportunity of a lifetime to be the second highest paid baseball player ever, and you're from the Dominican Republic, you you would tell me that you will actually take less and stay with a team that's going to – I mean, it's not guaranteed you're going to win a championship, but it's stay with a team that you think the is going to win. The Yankees can't make Juan Soto the second-highest-paid player under Otani next year? I think the, the, the Yankees, it's not going to – I mean, uh, Steve Cohen is going to make that, that, that bid. We don't know that he's either. Gonna, we don't know what he's going to do. Him. David Stearns might be like, nah, bro, that's too much. Boris – Stearns had nothing to do with it. This is, listen – this guy, the reason why Alonso right now is not really being like part of it because they're trying to save that kind of money to give it to Soto. Okay, now let me tell you something. What do you think was the reason why Robinson Cano was not signed by the Yankees when he was a free agent? What do you think was the reason? Robinson Cano went to Seattle. Jay -Z. No, 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 no. But why was the reason why he, money. he was a free agent? He was our best player then. Didn't he get Why 270 he signed, million from the Mariners? You just said it. Because you're talking about the Dominicans over there. He used to hang out with them, and they would follow him just like they did with Alex Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. And it was no good for, for for his career. Okay, they didn't want to take a chance in Robinson Cano because there's too many Dominicans right there, right right next to the, to the stadium, and he didn't want you know to put that much money. Hold on, on one on, second, on, Lou. Hey, this Matt Rempe kid is fighting again right away. They're throwing hands in Philly. You got to turn on the Rangers game. This kid, I mean, he's six seven giant rookie. He, what is this, his third game? He's about that life. He's, he got kicked right out of the Devils game. And he's right back at it in the first three minutes throwing hands. I like this guy. You, you need a guy like that. Um, but I'm going to go back to Lou, and I just, I'm just going to interject with this. If Juan Soto is telling the world that he grew up watching Robinson Cano, wanting to be like him. Oh, man, this is lit. Like, I'm just, I'm watching this Rangers game, and I'm, I'm watching how they're talking. Okay, so they agreed to throw hands. I guess they're really trying to break this young guy in, and he's about it. He's he's no, he, he's the he's the fight. He's the tough guy he's for the, the Rangers. Fighter and, and the guy who he's fighting, Nick, De, Nick DeLaurier, is a – that's a tough he's a bruiser too? That is a tough – he's their Matt Rempe. For, Man, for I, reference. I just like hockey because, like, they get to it right away like that. And before the game, you, you said it. They do... skate up to each other. They say, hey, you want to go? They smile. So uh, you don't want to say it's kind of like wrestling pre-planned. That big blood stain on his forehead? Did Rempe just make that much blood come out? Or did he already have he that? He might have already had that because Delorier is a bruiser. 
I think Delorier got the best of him, but since Rempy is so big, he just like Oh, he's a monster. Uh, he just like, yeah, he doesn't look like he's losing the fight, but but Delorier, this guy just like if you like, he landed a couple punches and he got him down on his back. If you Google like Nick Delorier, you'll see he is a lifetime fourth line guy, bruiser. That's why he's out there. Yep. Okay, so back to what Lou was saying, and Lou, I'll bring you back in one second. Just hold. Uh, I got to get my thought across about the whole Robinson Cano comparison. Ten years ago, Robinson Cano went to Seattle. The Yankees didn't want to give him the money that Seattle gave him. I remember being mad at Jay-Z, Rock Nation Sports, because they represented Cano, and they went and got that big money. But I do remember hearing that Cano felt like he was uh, out of place, far from home, couldn't even get the food that he liked out there as far as, like, the Latin Dominican cuisine that you can definitely get in the Bronx. And what Lou was saying was like, you know, he left and went all the way across the country because uh, the, you know, Dominican community and the people that are there that he can get it like, that's not good for his career. I, I doubt that. I, I think he went and took the biggest money with Jay-Z and those guys and that being their first big move, right? Rock Nation Sports didn't exist. It was a brand new sports agency and Cano was one of their marquee guys. How did that turn out, turn out for Robinson Cano, Mets fans? How did going and leaving the New York Yankees, going across the country to play for the Mariners, then he came back to New York as a Met? How did it all go? How did it go? Do you think Juan Soto paid attention to all that he did? You think that Robinson Cano is telling Juan Soto a couple things he, he did? He already told us he did. He already told him about what it's going to be like playing for the Yankees. You think Robinson Cano is going to tell him what it's like to play for the Mets? You think Robinson Cano is going to tell him what it's like to take more money, right? Thinking that the grass is greener where the money is greener and leaving the New York Yankees and learning, right? Robinson Cano was homegrown. Robinson Cano was like, he came up with the Yankees. And I think he learned the hard way leaving and chasing the bag. I do expect, that's another goal for the Canadiens. The Canadiens take the lead 2-1. I do expect the Yankees to put out a competitive offer. Maybe they don't outbid the billionaire, richest owner in the sport, and Steve Cohen. But then Juan Soto is going to have to make a decision on two things. How do you want to be remembered here in New York and in baseball? And also, do you want to go join the Milwaukee Mets? Stop that. Lou is in uh, Astoria. Let's go back to Lou on the fan. All right, Lou is out of there. Um, I put Lou on hold just because, you know, I, I understood what Lou was saying. But, like, I just, I, you can't convince me. You can't convince me, especially using Robinson Cano as the example, who in the introductory press conference, he told you he's been a mentor. Juan Soto, yeah, he's been a mentor to me. He said, I even got to play with him in the World Baseball Classic with the Dominican. They know each other. And what he said was Robinson Cano was like excited for him, like, oh, you're going to love it. Wait till you get to the Bronx. Wait till you step out there. Wait till you take batting practice and hear the fans. Wait till you get your first roll call. Wait till you get to roll with the winners. And I'm not trolling, but it makes no sense for Juan Soto to play a year with the Yankees and see how the Yankees do it and say, okay, yeah, I'll go finish my career in Queens for $50 million more and lose. It just doesn't make any sense. 877-337-6666. Let's take another call before we go to break. Vinny is in Woodbridge. Vinny, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith. I just wanted to say, uh, I think the Ranger fans are the most obnoxious fans in hockey. I mean, don't they realize that once the playoffs come, it's a brand new season? What are they standing just about on? Anybody exactly. could win. What, what are they standing on? A, a nine-game win streak? That's cute in February. But look at your own history. I, I said it in my open. I am a Cowboys fan. I do, I do not come in here bragging and boasting about that. You know why? Because they can win double-digit wins, 12 wins, and ultimately what's going to happen when it gets real, when the lights get bright, they're going to fold. It ain't that fun. So they're calling the Rangers the Dallas Cowboys on ice. What are you guys proclaiming? I know. I don't get it. I just don't get it. And they're, they're sickening to be around the way they talk. It's just. I can't I'm glad it. I didn't go I to that game. To I'm glad spot. I didn't go to that Devils oh, game the other so night. The I. videos I was seeing, so of people, I. I, I do not want to be in there while, like, you know, Rangers fans. They, I, I always see videos. Yeah, it would have been torture. They get, they get physical. They because it's a rough sport. They think that they can take talk and then cross the line to throw a punch or or get right. somebody's face. And I feel for the the people that have to try and be security, but I don't, I don't want to be in there for that type of situation. Y'all gotta relax. <laughs> right. 
Thanks for the call, Vinny. I just I, I I think this. You have a great team. The Rangers are a wagon. When I look at our, our Terry Panarin, Alexi Lafreniere, Mika Zibanejad, uh, Kreider, Fox, like they just have so many guys, bro. I just that's what I said to to Steve Summers when I had him on. I'm like, they look like they have an all star team. They have so many guys that any night can step up and do something for you. Miller, uh, Shosturkin, backing him up. Jonathan Quick, Peter Laviolette. Like, it, it feels like this is the year, but it's not the year until it actually is. And just don't get your hopes up. Taper your expectations. You know better. You know better! 877-337-6666. Call me up. We got 90 minutes to go in my show. Keep McPherson on the fan. BRB. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Play fake, Jones rolls left, rolls left, wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. And we're back. Hit him with a left, hit him with a right. Matt Rampey wants it to be fight night. Every night. That's three in a row, right? <laughs> His first three games, he starts the game off doing some time. Keith McPherson on the fan doing some time on a Saturday. Nice to be here when the sun is up. 877-337-6666. I'm off the baseball, honestly. I was watching the Met game. They went down 8 nothing. I'm like, well, forget about that exhibition. That doesn't matter. Started watching the Devils. At least the Devils fought back again. It's now 2-2. Let's go Devils as the second period is about to come to an end. Scoreless with the Rangers. I think they're in the power play right now. Philly. Let's see what happens there. I mean, the only highlight was Matt Rempe getting into another fight. And, uh, yeah, we're talking about the Rangers and the Rangers fans. You have a really good team. First-year head coach. It seems like you made the right decision there. Seems like you made the right decision in bringing in Jonathan Quick. Uh, to back up Shesterkin, would it quick get like three games when Shesterkin was struggling a little bit? And I guess that, you know, was enough time for Shesterkin to get right. And now he's back to being the guy that you need in the net. And like I said, you got too many guys. Every night I watch, I'm like, they have too many good players. They have too many guys. They have too many guys that can, it can be their night. And, you know, I do the Casamigos big shot of the night. And there are plenty of nights that it's been one of the Rangers. So what what am I saying? I'm saying that you have all the pieces. You have the team. They're going for their 10th win in a row right now as I'm watching them skate down there at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. But, but, and this is like a a but every year, (laughs) but you know your own history and you know how hard it is to win the cup and you know how many years you thought they were going to win and to be touching the money, I think that's reckless. And I I go back to our recent history here in New York. Oh, yeah, the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is in town. Hype, hype, hype. Whole world watching. Let's get them on hard knocks. Let's give the Jets all these primetime games for the world to watch. How did that go? The Giants. Oh, man. Coach of the year. 
First-year head coach goes and wins a playoff game on the road. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Pay him $40 million a year. Oh, damaged Jones. Torn ACL. Before that, he had a neck injury. Now we're all talking Tommy Cutlets. Tommy Cutlets is the story of the NFL season. But all in all, the Jets and the Giants seasons were a dramatic failure compared to expectations and hype. Go back to the baseball season. Um, coming off of 101 wins and 99 wins. Coming off of two postseason appearances. Coming off of one ALCS Final Four, even though they got swept out of the Final Four. They had the MVP of the league. And on the other side, you had a bunch of guys, you know, big money guys. You're, you have the richest owner in the sport, the highest payroll in Major League Baseball history. 75 wins with an asterisk, 74, kind of 75, count it. And for the Yankees, the worst the worst season I have seen in, in my 35 years on the planet. 82 and 80, and barely got to that. Lost the last series to the Kansas City Royals, who tied their franchise worst record with 106 losses. But we were all, oh, the Yankees are going back to the World Series. The Yankees were in the ALCS. Verlander got traded to the Mets. <laughs> the, the Astros won't be in the Yankees' way this time. No, the, the Astros will be in the ALCS again. The Yankees won't even be in the dance. 877-337-6666. So don't, don't, don't believe the hype. I get on this microphone to tell you that we have not learned in New York. We wonder when we're going to have another parade. We wonder when we're going to have another champion. When we learn to take this day by day, week by week, month to month. But that, that doesn't happen. We're, we're fans. We're irrational completely. We want the world and we want it now. Nick is in Nutley, New Jersey on the fan. What's up, Nick? Hey, my friend. How are you? Good? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks for calling. Okay. All right. Listen, let me start off with very quickly. I think you are the consummate professional on radio sports talk and TV sports talk. So kudos to you and it's a pleasure listening to you. I'm working on it. Appreciate that. You got it. Now, I was fortunate enough to work on Wall Street for 25 years, and I rubbed elbows with a lot of people, the level of Steve Cohen, okay, hedge fund managers. He gave up on a two-year plan last year after four months. He had Justin Berliner for four months, got rid of him. Scherzer got rid of him. Granted, they had to tell those guys what their plans were for this year, and they asked to be traded. My point being is that I understand David Stern's plan for this year, okay? But I'm going to tell you right now, if the Mets fall flat on their face and they come in last place or next to last, Steve Cohn's going to turn to David Stern and say, bro, thanks for the uh, strategy. We're going to do it my way now. Because these guys don't take that kind of stuff. They want results. They didn't get results after four months last year, and he gave up on last year and this year. Okay. Okay. So that's my take on that. Now, the last thing I want to tell you is this. Let's say the Mets make the playoffs. We saw two wild card teams make the World Series last year. Okay. And let's say they make the playoffs. And let's say they go to the World Series. Well, now you got the Yankees. Let's say the Yankees don't make the playoffs. And don't say it can't happen. Not you, but people out there. No, I know it can't. I don't like all the hype and expectations. For the Yankees, right. I don't like it. it. It scares me. Right. So let's say they don't. Now, Juan Soto, to your point about him wanting to be in the Yankee, uh, Yankee organization, okay, let's say they fall flat on their face. They don't make the playoffs. Now, the Mets make the playoffs, and so maybe they make the World Series. Does Juan Soto consider more seriously in going to the Yankees at uh, the Mets there's at the that counter. point? Yeah, there's the counter, potentially. Okay, so. Yeah. But they're still going to stack up history. All- they're still going to stack up players, rosters. They're still going to project into the future. And if we're doing that, it's the Yankees. Well, I'm old enough to see. I'm old enough. I was at the fifth game of the World Series in 1969 when the Mets beat the mighty Orioles. You know, Orioles, extremely heavy favorites. And then you got the Mets of 91 or 90, whatever it was, with Brett Saberhagen, Eddie Murray, uh, Vince Coleman, Jeff Torborg. Everybody had them projected to win everything, and he came in dead last. So you know, just as well as I do, that anything can happen in sports, especially baseball. So I'm just – that's the counter, like you say. So I think it's a very 
probability that he'll re-sign with the Yankees, considering they'll probably make the playoffs and maybe go even further and win it all. But I wouldn't throw on my uh, nickels in that because if, if the Mets pull it off, or any other team for that matter, and the Yankees don't, and the Yankees fall apart, I think that he has a distinct chance of there's a distinct chance of him leaving and going. Well done, Nick. There was a counter I was waiting for. What if this is a miserable season for the Yankees? And this gives me an opportunity to lay out all my fears. And this microphone is powerful. I don't like speaking my fears into existence. But let's do it for S's and giggles on a Saturday in the middle of the day and be realistic. As I tell the Rangers fans to know their own history, is everything always good in the clubhouse with these guys? Are these guys always healthy? Does... The hype and expectation and the prediction for the Yankees to win the American League always turn into that? No, this is a 15-year drought from the Yankees winning the AL pennant. No, there have been guys in and out of this clubhouse, excuse me, for whatever reasons Brian Cashman thought about putting, uh, you know, a Josh Donaldson in here. I don't think that worked out well with the whole Tim Anderson thing and then just the fact that Josh Donaldson the year prior called out Garrett Cole, and then that made the whole league do a sticky stuff ban and check. Like, egos. Egos, I mean, these are the greatest baseball players in the world. They're all millionaires. They're all superstars. Guys want to play, right? You heard me earlier say, John Carlos Stanton, this is the first year, year seven of John Carlos Stanton in New York, that I think they're prepared for him to not be in the lineup. I think they have plans and backup plans and other guys. Like, Trent Grisham just hit a three-run bomb today. Jason Dominguez is throwing. He's ahead of schedule. He'll be back. There, There is a chance that the Yankees are paying Stanton all that money, and he's a non-factor. I think they're prepared for that. Let's say he turns off his professionalism and he wants to make a fuss in the media. Let's say Marcus Stroman has a tough first couple months here with the Yankees, and um, he gets on Twitter to start going back and forth with the fans and attacking the fans. And maybe he says too much. And maybe he lets us know a little something that we're not supposed to know. Maybe Alex Verdugo coming from Boston and the way that they did things and the way that he didn't like how they did things. You know, they talked a lot about him being late, insubordinate, butting heads with Alex Cora, not really fitting. They tried to throw him under the bus. Maybe he doesn't follow the lead of Aaron Judge. You you see where I'm getting... Um, with some of these guys, Rodon, Rodon blowing kisses to the fans and Rodon being terrible. And let, let's say in his second year, really he only was here for a half a year, let's say he has a tough start to this year and the fans turn on him. What's he going to be like in the media, in the clubhouse? What if it's just turmoil? Worst case scenario, scenario what if all of these new personalities you put in the clubhouse are just the, the wrong mixture and they don't blend? And then we hear things like last year, Domingo Herman showed up drunk and like broke a TV and was like talking down to Ron Marinasio or you know what I'm saying? Like we don't know. The Yankees do a good job of keeping these things buttoned up, but with all of these egos and all of these guys in walk years like Glaber Torres, Alex Verdugo, Juan Soto, and you know, guys want to play, guys want to be the guy, guys want to win. And if they struggle, there could be some turmoil. And if there's turmoil, if it isn't all rainbows and butterflies, Juan Soto might say, hey, man, uh, Yankees are cool, Dad. But, Scott, get me the highest bidder, and I'm going to the highest bidder. And Scott's going to say, well, Steve. Steve Cohen told us last year he won't be outbid. He said, all right, well, I already got a nice apartment here in Manhattan. We can make Queens work. We can make – I got to get away from the Yankees. Something I heard or something that went on in the club, I was it's toxic. The culture is not what it used to be. No. Now, that is a far extreme – away from what I think is going to happen. And if you just look at social media, if you just look, props to the Yankees and the job that their social team does. I'm going to keep giving Ryan shout-outs because that's my dog. Like, uh, when I see him at Yankee Stadium, it's all love. And I just think that he doesn't, he's quiet behind the scenes, and he probably doesn't even want me giving him his credit. But I remember, right, I used to work in social media. So I was behind MTV, MTV2. I built all the Wild and Out accounts for Nick Cannon. I went to Fubo TV. I created all of their social media handles and and their brand voice. I went to Rock Nation and I got to be behind social media accounts for not just Rock Nation, but their athletes like Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley. I know that world. 
And I remember when the Yankees used to be very buttoned up, almost afraid to make a mistake on social media that somebody would see and then, you know, color the whole Yankees organization as, um, I don't know, disrespectful or discriminating or whatever it is. You know how people make mistakes um, online. No, they've got the right people there. I saw Austin Wells put on a catcher's cam the other day. They have puns and witty things around every player's name, and they are putting out photo photos and videos that are making me itch to get down to spring training. The Yankees social media, social digital team, they are doing it right to paint the picture that everybody loves each other. Yankees camp is great, right? Austin Wells takes uh, Marcus Stroman deep in his first live batting practice, and then you get a video of them hugging in the dugout saying, I'm glad you're on my team. I'm glad you're like the Yankees social media department is doing a great job of making us think that everything is great. Let's hope that it stays there. I mean, even as I say that, don't look now. The Yankees first spring training game, uh, Mets is 10-5 in the bottom of the eighth. But for the Yankees' first spring training game, nine hits, ten runs, it's 10-6. to six. Nope, now it's 12-6 to six as I hit refresh on that. All fun. Let's hope it stays fun for Juan Soto, for Aaron Judge, for Garrett Cole, for Aaron Boone, and everybody else. Big year for Aaron Boone as I talk about walk years with Verdugo, Glaber, and Juan Soto. This is the last year of Booney's contract. Booney's got to manage all those personalities and keep them all together. 877-337-6666. Kevin is in Danbury, Connecticut with me on the fan. What's up, Kev? Hey, how you doing today, man? Good, good. Uh, can you give me a couple minutes, please? I, I'm just going to uh, – I've been a Yankee fan since I was born. I was born in 1957. Go for it. Yep, you got it. Okay. All right. Uh, since then, the Rangers have won one Stanley Cup in 83 years. The Jets won Super Bowl in 55 years. The uh, – Knicks uh, won one have last championship was fifty three years ago, and then the uh, the Giants uh, and excuse me the Mets thirty what, eight years ago, and the Giants have won the last one in thirteen years. My point is, uh, I've been a Yankee fan all my life. They've been in the playoffs thirty times in those all my years on the planet, and World Series they've been eight eighteen times, and they've won twelve World Series. I mean, what what team would not want that? I I know I know I know it's easy to be down on the Yankees, and I've gone. This is my third drought I've been with. Uh, tell me, is there any other team that wouldn't want to want that, want, want no, that they, record? No, they actually are the gold standard, and not just baseball, but sports. It has been a drought, but there's not many other franchises that stack up to what you just said. No, I, I and, and can you do me one favor, Keith? I know you've been a, a season ticket holder for a while. Tell me some positive things from since 2009. Instead of dwelling on negatives, tell me some of the positives, like Jeter's 3,000 hit, uh, Jeter getting the walk-up hit. hit oh, uh, uh, no hitters, perfect games. World Series, of yeah. course, but like having the dominant players, having all-stars every year, moments where you can go to the ballpark, walk-off wins, so many good players. How many retired numbers do they have? Thanks for the call, Kevin. I just leaned into... Uh, was it Nick? I just leaned into the caller before saying, hey, well, what if the Yankees have a down year and Juan Soto isn't so inclined to come back there and wants out? That is the only pathway. I was waiting for someone to call with the only counter that I see that gives Steve Cohen and his money an edge in signing a guy that's currently on the A-team in New York. But, I mean, as a Yankee fan, please, I'm the guy. Like, I wouldn't be on this microphone if I wasn't a Yankee fan. The, being a Yankee fan changed my life, literally. <laughs> I, I remember being younger and having cousins and family members when I would be sent down to Florida for the summer to give my mom a break and stay with my grandmother, and I was a baseball kid. Before I even became a football player and, and went on to play Division One football, baseball was my first love, from collecting trading cards to getting a glove at a garage sale to playing Little League Baseball, before I ever put a helmet on, I loved baseball, and I loved baseball because I started getting into baseball in 96, 97, 98, and the Yankees were the Yankees. Everybody on the team was good. They were dominant. They had a dynasty. They had one of the best teams of all time, and I stayed with that. I kept a Yankee hat on my head. And I had family and friends like, you watch baseball? Why are you watching the Yankees? What's Keith doing? Keith's, Keith's watching the Yankees. 
Even when I was in Florida. Hey, put that glove down and that ball down. We're going to the basketball court. Well, come on, bro. Let's go throw the football. Don't nobody watch baseball around here. Nobody playing. I do. I know you guys only get TBS, so I can only watch the Atlanta Braves down here, who were pretty good in the 90s. But I'm a Yankee fan. I'm waiting for them to cut and show us what the Yankees are doing in New York as a kid. Right? So I get older, and I keep that. I'm a Yankee fan through high school. I'm wearing a Yankee hat every day in class. I'm getting written up. Keith, take your hat off. I wear this Yankee hat with pride. People ask me randomly, you a Yankee fan or you just wear the hat? What do you want to know? You want to talk about the bullpen, the rotation, the history? Like, I'm a fan. I'm not wearing this for fashion. I wear the Yankee hat on my head because it's a part of me. Fast forward, I'm in college giving presentations with the Yankee lid on. Anybody that went to... James Madison University or Monmouth University with me, I always had on a blue Yankee hat. It's just tradition to buy a new one and start the season. And then 2014, when I'm out of college, I get chosen to be in the MLB fan cave, the one Yankee fan chosen out of 25,000 applicants. Little old me from Ocean Township, New Jersey, and it's the last year of Derek Jeter's season. So I get to spend one season in New York watching all 2,430 Major League Baseball games over at the Old Tower Records, 692 Broadway, right down the street from NYU, and I am the Yankee fan. And I parlay that into a job at MTV, because MTV was doing a TV show called Off the Bat, MTV2, filmed there once a week. I end up working at MTV for a couple years. I want to get back in the sports. I go work at Fubo TV. Now we have access to things. We're in New York City. We, can, we have tickets to games. I put together a couple games for my foo bros, hey, let's go to Yankee Stadium, get a group deal. I'm going to games. I start to meet the bleacher creatures. I start to meet season ticket holders. The last caller said, I know you've been a season ticket holder for a while. Never, not once, never had season tickets. It just seemed like that because I would buy the cheapest ticket and find my way to the better seats. It just seemed like that because somebody was always giving me a seat, being someone who made Yankees content, going to the stadium and having my phone on, making podcasts, making vlogs, posting on Instagram, Posting on Twitter. Fast forward, I do two Yankee podcasts. One with Bronx Pinstripes. One and done. Another two years with John Boy doing Pinstripe Pride. Uh, pinstripe um, pinstripe Strong. Two years and done. Because guess who comes calling? The fan in New York. And here I am, the last three seasons. This is the third Yankee season. I am organically one of these Yankee fans that you see that just God blessed and, and I'm in it. And I want more than anything in sports the Yankees to win a World Series because when I was a little boy watching TV, I thought only rich people go to the games. I thought it was just the elite of New York City in Yankee Stadium. You can't afford to go to the game. It's too far. It's too costly. And now that I can go to any game I want, let's get back to the World Series and let's win it. That's all I really want, honestly. Let's go to John and Suffer, New York. John, you're on the fan. Hey, Keith. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I have a, a little bit of a problem with the uh, – not a problem. I disagree with you on a statement you made about half hour ago about uh, why would – I mean, full disclosure, I'm a Yankee fan. Why would Juan Soto want to go to the Mets to lose? Now, are you basing that assumption – because I'm scared to death he's going to leave. Are you basing that assumption know. on the, the, the current state of the Mets? Because next year that money comes off the books – and I do believe that Steve Cohen is going to open his wallet. Whatever and you I, believe is cool, John. Have the Mets consistently won? Are the Mets no. consistently a winner? Do us as Yankee fans look at, at the Mets as a winning franchise? Do Mets fans look at themselves as a winning franchise? So we can believe. <laughs> you got to believe. That's their slogan. But, like, all time, the Yankees have won a lot more than the Mets. There is no, no, okay, next year all of a sudden the money comes off the books. They're going to build a winner again, even in their 101 win season. Please tell me what happened against the San Diego Padres in their building. No, I, I, I just, I'm as a Yankee fan, uh, you know, with, a, with Boris as his agent, I, I just don't, I don't know. Garrett, I mean, Cole, you know. Garrett Cole is also a Boris guy. Right? Like, Boris is this baseball Bond villain. Thanks for the call, John. I'm going to sneak another call in before we go to break, Paulie, or we got to break it down. I don't fear Scott Boris. Scott Boris currently has five guys named the Boris Five. Montgomery, Snell, Chapman, Martinez, and I'm blanking on the last one because they, oh, Bellinger. Those guys are unemployed. That's why Pete Alonso's saying, I'm open to talking. Do you think that they're going to play this game forever? 
when these owners aren't spending money, there's only a few teams that are actually going to spend money. You think Scott Boris is going to be able to hold out and play this game forever? I don't. Roscoe's in Brooklyn. Roscoe, you're on the fan. Kev, what's up? You're, you're. That's what's up. I'm over here in, in Midtown going to a uh, museum of ice cream with my daughter. But anyway, yo. Good dad. Why, why do you guys keep calling about Soto? Like, leave him alone, man. He's with us. Stop touching another man. Stop talking about another man's woman. That's how I look at it. <laughs> like, like, yo. Yeah, keep your, cool, right? keep your grubby oh. eyes and your grubby hands to yourself. Like, he's... he's, yeah. he's He's a Yankee. He's in Yankee camp. He's wearing pinstripes. Like, like so He's smiling much, ear so to much, ear about it. So much tampering going on. Oh, he's going to come with us. Guys, you guys got to sign Peter, Peter Lonzo, man. Right. He's also signed by Scott Boris. <laughs> exactly. Like, you guys think they're going to get a discount. And you know what I would love? I would love for him to win it for us this year. And then go off to the Mets and never win again. Sure. Sure, because then if you win it, then then it's like if you really want to go take more money, go go ahead. We got that one World Series. That, that's what happened with Cano. Did Cano ever win again? No. Huh? Yeah. There you go. I'm out, Keith. Good call, Roscoe. 877-337-6666. I got one hour left, and what we're going to do when I come back is introduce some conversation around the Knicks and talk about some of the games that are coming your way later tonight. I got a tweet about the NYCFC. They deserve to be spoken on. They are a champion in this city that is forgotten. And uh, we'll get ready for uh, what's to come tonight. And as we are keeping an eye on the Devils and the Rangers, uh, both games are tied. We'll uh, keep talking puck. And, of course, we'll keep the conversation going on between the Mets and the Yankees as they play their first spring training games. Keep McPherson on the fan. I'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.